Hello, and welcome to GeekSweat. We are the film news, reviews, and interview podcast for film, filmmakers, and film enthusiasts. Our episodes include Cult Film, Cult TV, Dom's Docs, Hot Topic, Interviews, The MKH Cut, Review Sweat, Trailer Talk, and much, much more. We hope you enjoy our next episode. This is Trailer Talk and it's brought to you in the confines of the presenters' houses during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. And today I am welcoming the special presenters, King Dom. Hello. And also Stephen. Hello. How are you guys doing? And uh, welcome back to the episode, but how are you guys keeping? Uh, Dom, what's been going on with you? Yeah, thanks, DJ. Um, well, I've moved house. I've got a brand new room, as you can see. Put some of my photos up. You just have to imagine it. That's the beauty of radio. You just have to use your imagination. Congratulations. Some positive news moving into a new flat. Thank you. And uh, have you got any positive news on your side, Stephen? What's been happening for you over the last month or so? That seems like the endless day of days. Yeah. I've been re-watching The Prisoner, the original okay. 60 uh, spy weirdness drama. Patrick McGowan. Patrick McGowan, yes, yeah, right. And it's, it's, you know, he's playing a secret agent in it. He's yeah. such a cool secret agent. He's like, he makes James Bond look like a dandy. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You know, his toughness, his mental fortune. He's, he's really is something else. But I've really been, it, it's quite the most surreal thing. And it's got a very loose um, concept of continuity. And um, yeah. Okay, I think the looseness of continuity has got to do with the situation that he's in, in being partially kidnapped and partially uh, disoriented. Yeah. What an interrogation. And um, I think he played um, something else before called Danger Man. Danger Man. He was a, a secret agent. But it was it was a bit more on the nose and not as subversive as what the prisoner would be. But some people say it's like the natural sequel to Danger Man. Yeah, I think it's meant it's quite, I think Patrick McGowan meant it meant it to be a sequel to Danger Man. Because he never he never learned yeah. number six's name in um the prisoner. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Patrick McGowan was like very well ahead of his time. And I think the generations that have come after the Danger Man and the Prisoner and who were perhaps not fortunate enough to watch the the, uh, the repeats in the 80s, they probably only know yeah. Patrick McGowan as the bad guy in um, Braveheart. Okay, well, it's good to know that you're catching up with some stuff. And um, hopefully, uh, I mean looking at the prisoner in the, in our current strange times do you feel that it's a kind of apt retelling of what's going on in society today well kind of being told what to do yeah mm. um I, I mean it's it's very it's so odd the series i mean it's just it's so well designed and um oh let me just bring dom on this uh in on this have you seen the prisoner dom i haven't seen it no i've I don't know why, because it's a series I've been aware of forever. I They showed it on BBC Two when I was a teenager, and I should have caught it then. Don't know why I never did. And I've always meant to go back and watch it, and I've never got around to it. Uh, it's, it's kind of one of these high-concept um, series, which it kind of twists your brain, and it's kind of like... in the, in yeah. Before watching The Matrix, it's, it's kind of, it makes you question society and reality so it's quite interesting yeah i mean it's weird i know everyone not everything but i know a lot of things about it i know it was filmed in port merion in wales i know there's an episode with a human chess game i know it was written and produced by patrick mcgowan so 
I, I'm aware of many, many things about it, but I've just never got around to seeing it. Do you know what? I'm looking at um, Patrick McGowan's IMDb credits, and I've noticed that one of his last um, performances was actually as number six in The Simpsons in 2000. That is the ultimate badge of recognition, or at least it used to be. There's a scene where Marge, um, uh, she has to escape from, I think, I think they'll get taken over by a religious cult. And um, she tries to escape the compound, and she's chased by Rover, the big white balloon from um from the prison. Yeah, I think I think Homer ends up in the um, the jacket as the famous uh, number six jacket as well. But I'm just thinking it's pretty strange because that was his last acting credit was as number six before he, he gently passed on into the other world. So um, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, other things that are interesting are films that may or may not be coming out in the cinema. Uh, we are going to try and do Trailer Talk, and um, I've nominated three feature films that are worth talking about. And we've got... Um, it's kind of male-oriented, maybe, this time, um, about solo guys who are trying to do their thing um in a world that doesn't want them to be independent it's very much reflective of our lives yeah so over the podcasting life at least uh with that said we're going to take a look at free guy as the first film starring ryan reynolds we'll see you on the other side Joe? You said it, guy. Yeah. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Everybody down on the ground! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at? Run over? <gasps> Taken hostage? Everybody down on the ground! Today's going to be different. Hi. God, this isn't you. You don't do this, man. Maybe I do. Yo, this is scary. He's just resting. In pieces. That man is dead. He's so sleepy. But it's just a recreational drugs feel like guy this world it's a video game and it's full of bad guys i'm a rule breaker i'm a rattle snaker 
We need you to be the good guy. in your pocket no what it's two blocks oh i'm not gonna be the good guy i'm gonna be the great guy okay well enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity off you go <laughs> so easy. that was free guy and we're back in the room, and we've just seen um, a 2020 expected release directed by Taika Waititi, uh, no less, who also finds himself a role in the film, featuring Ryan Reynolds and also starring a young lady by the name of Jodie Comer, who's also famous for being um, in the Killing Eve series. So what did you think about what you just saw? Um, well... Probably very late in the day to have this caveat, but um, obviously it's very hard to tell what some films are going to be like from the trailers. And this is a film with a lot of people. I'd like to give the benefits of the doubt to. Um, it doesn't look great from the trailer. It's like a kind of high concept, sci-fi comedy, day-glow colours. Looks very forced and generic and not that appealing, I've got to say. Really? Because I, I felt there was two, like, really big films that it kind of leans on. Like, it seems to have the DNA of Truman Show and um, Groundhog Day, or at least it's trying to emulate em elements of that. Um, so that's interesting. Um, let, let's hear a bit from Stephen. Stephen, what did you think? Um, yeah, uh, films not aimed at me, part 4,000 and... Yeah, I, um, yeah. I mean, it's just not. Um, I don't play video games, so I'm not kind of. I'm sure to be like loads of in jokes in it that I just wouldn't pick up on. And yeah, I mean, I can see they spent a lot of time doing the effects. Yeah, that's all I can think of. <laughs> there, there was a bit that looked like a central column of the TARDIS. Oh, okay. I mean, do you see this as a film that's entirely directed at gamers or gaming culture? Um, I, I suppose not. I suppose it could be more... Um, I mean, gaming's big, though. So, I mean, mm. that wouldn't be a bad thing anyway, would it? Yeah. I mean, I mean there, there, were, there was a virtual reality film called Ready Player One uh, that came out yeah. um, a couple of years ago. I think it was Steven Spielberg had directed it. And that was about the crossover of going from the real world into the digital world. I think that came out in 2018. And obviously, we had a film before that called uh, Tron Legacy. So it, that was in 2010, which is even further back. But this feels like a comedy vehicle more than a gaming film. I mean, maybe because I've got my Ryan Reynolds glasses on. But Ryan Reynolds, as I know him, seems to be the type of actor who always wants to make fun of himself at every given opportunity and constantly break the fourth walls he's demonstrated in Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2. Do you think that demonstrates a lack of self-esteem on his part? I personally think um, Ryan Reynolds has got a good level of high self-esteem, but he, he to make himself seem normal, I think he does a lot of self-deprecating humour so he doesn't just come across like a, a six-packed 
blonde-haired, blue-eyed or brown-eyed arsehole from Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's obviously a film built around the star power of Ryan Reynolds, which is yeah. a considerable star power because he has the ability to improve a lot of mediocre films, not yeah. least Sonic the Hedgehog. No, he wasn't in Sonic the Hedgehog, but the whole my whole experience of watching Sonic the Hedgehog was had Ryan Reynolds been in it, it would have been yeah. slightly better. I mean, the irony is Taika Waititi and uh, Ryan Reynolds have actually worked together before and they've actually made a joke of it in their uh, press conferences to promote this film. Can you, can you guys work out which film they've worked on before? I, I, I don't really know who Ryan Reynolds is. And this, uh, is, why I, this is why I shouldn't do trailer talk. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's just a good-looking actor. But Look, he, Stephen, we've like Deadpool. closed down all the cinemas to give you a chance to do trailer talk. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what's he? But what's he famous for? Is he Deadpool? Is he? He's Deadpool, but he played a superhero character before that. Okay. So he's a Deadpool guy. What else has he done? Um. Well, seeing that you're not as a superhero <laughs> fanatic, um, I'll, I'll throw it over to Dom. So, Dom, can you remember the film that they have? Cross collaborated on before, Taika Waititi and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Green Lantern. Yes, that's exactly correct. So Green Lantern was a film where Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi were starring together, but Martin Campbell was the director, and they've been making fun of that in their uh, press junkets to promote Free Guy. So the story's supposed to be about a bank teller that discovers he's actually an NPC inside a brutal open world video game. NPC stands for non-playable character. So what they're trying to dip into is this idea that non-playable characters have feelings and emotions. And I think this comes from the premise that a lot of people play the game Grand Theft Auto uh, or games like Grand Theft Auto Call of Duty, and they kind of shoot up the whole scenery and scenario and they kill everyone and everything in front of them. And sometimes you get a random non-playable character who comes across and just kind of gets attacked by a bazooka or, or run over by a car, perhaps in Grand Theft Auto. They just keep going on. And this is the exploration mm. of that character's window into their world. And um, I think that's where, where I get the Groundhog Day from it, because of the whole idea of him having to die and start his day over and over again. I mean, anything where that scenario is repeated immediately makes me think of Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. Do you think this is a trope worth exploring? Uh, um, which trope? The Groundhog Day trope or the um, non-playing character trope? Both. I think the non-playing character one has a limited um, <laughs> self-life. I mean, I think for me, that would be the slightly more interesting thing. I think um, homages to Groundhog Day have been done to death even if there haven't been that many the the first film was so perfect there aren't too many directions you can take that in but um, it's quite interesting the idea of a video game character who doesn't realize they're in a video game with the film that you saw and with the advent of uh, addition of jody coma do you think this is a story worth watching i won't be seeking it out i think what might push me towards seeing it is the fact it's directed by Taika Waititi, which makes me want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Had he not yeah. been involved with it, and I must say, I wouldn't have guessed he was involved with it from that trailer, I yeah. don't think I'd be that interested. So would you say you would rather wait for it to come out on, on online rather than 
going to the cinema or seeing it as a premiere if it was a possibility? I'm definitely an online watch for me. Okay. And uh, Stephen, you you're saying you're totally giving it a miss because it's not. Yeah, it's it's really it's really not my thing. What I'm gonna vote for because it feels like I've got a deciding vote is I'm gonna go for watch online. I I think there's a lot of star power in it with because um, you've got Joe Keery, I think it is from Stranger Things. You've got Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. You've got Little Ray Howery who people might recognise from Get Out. And you've also got um, Taika Waititi, uh, who people might have seen or remembered from What We Do in the Shadows. I feel that he's on a roll as a director, but I feel like this is an old idea that might have been flogged to death. So maybe this is a go see it. Go wait, wait until it comes out online. So don't kill yourself with the COVID to watch this. Um, we're going to now jump in and watch June, which is due out 2020 as the new film. So let's click into that. There's something happening to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dreamed them? Yes. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box and you die. What's in the box? Pain. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. My father rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? I know you. One day, the legend will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future, I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Go, go, go!
so that was the June official trailer, um, which is expected out soon. It was due to come out in December 2020, and it's from Oscar nominee Denis Villeneuve, who has directed Arrival and Blade Runner 2014, and I think he did Tron Legacy as well. So what's our thoughts on that, Dominic? Well, I wasn't too keen on the very bombastic version of a Pink Floyd song over the trailer, and I'm hoping there's not too much of that in the film. But that apart, I think over the past few years, Denis Villeneuve has proved himself to be one of the very, very best directors in Hollywood, definitely in the top five, especially for sci-fi. And I think most film fans would agree that he's at least in that conversation. He is an exceptionally good director, and this looks like a really epic film. It's a notoriously unfilmable book. Um, Previously, David Lynch has had a go at it. There was also a TV movie um, in the 2000s that was quite well regarded by fans of the book. But um, this looks absolutely epic and um, looks like a decent performance as well from Timothy Chalamet. So, yeah, impressed. Alejandro Jodorowsky also had a failed attempt at trying to make um, June into a film in the 70s. That would have been insane. Yeah, because he, I think he wanted, um, it would have featured Mick Jagger and Salvador Dali and some really, and um, I think, uh, who's that guy um, who was in The Godfather? Um, what, Marlon Brando? Yeah, Marlon Brando was going to be in it as well. That is like one of the great lost films. We can only regret what, we, what we've missed there. But instead, we've got um, Zendaya, Dave Bautista, some guy called Steve McKinley Henderson, who was in Fences and Lady Bird. <laughs> Steve McKinley Henderson is going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never heard of him. No offence, Steve. You're great. So, yeah. So um, Stephen, knowing that that other Stephen is in this film and um, some other big galactic names, what do you think of the June trailer? Although I'm a Doctor Who fan, I don't like, I'm not a sci-fi fan. Yeah, I'm more of like a cult TV fan, I'm not a sci-fi fan. And this sort of sci-fi is the stuff that is why I really don't like sci-fi and fantasy. Because the, the po-faced kind of, this is very serious kind of, um, it just, it leaves me cold. I can't, I can't get in, I can't deal with it. Had you, had you ever seen the first June? I had it on video. I used to get about 15 minutes in and then every time I, no, I couldn't do it. So you was bored of that version of June and the story that yeah. you had to tell. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I bought it, I only bought it because it was a David Lynch film and I was a David Lynch completist. Yeah. And it's still the only, the only David Lynch film I haven't seen. What's your opinion on films getting remade? Like the old ideas. Do you think there's, there's certain films that should stay untouched or do you think there's always an opportunity not at all. I just hate the way that I, I mean. I just hate the way that film, kind of, you know, people wrote books and people like like the June, people love the June books. I I know because, um, you know, I've read about them and I mean I haven't read June but I've read about them, and you know that's the, the June they read. That is the June that that is their June, you know. And this constant remake of classic books that people oh I'm unfilmable books but film has to have a go it's the way the you know film is always sticking its fingers in everyone else's pies and you know we'll do that we'll do that 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 kind of annoys me yeah and and constant remakes i mean how many three you said there's like three this is the third or fourth version of gene 
It's kind of what is a book? Read the book, you lazy bastards. <laughs> read the book, come up with your own version of June in your head, because that was what happened when you read the book. And make some films that are actually based on original ideas. What is your recommendation, even though I, I kind of know it is, but just to get the formality over the line? Yeah, I won't be, I won't be watching this, no. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, uh, Kingdom, uh, what is your recommendation for this film? In contrast to Stephen, my recommendation would be watch it in a cinema if you can and you're taking appropriate social distancing precautions. Otherwise, try and catch it on the biggest screen available to you. Go around to Jamie's house. She's got a big TV. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I'm going to join you with that. and I'll say this is probably a, a social bubbled cinema watch as well. And uh, it seems like there's a lot of sci-fi ingredients, not just from the director, but it looks like it's a quality cast. And um, it's, they, I mean, ironically, they're mining the Frank Herbert uh, books again to make another film for I think this is the third or fourth attempt but it looks like this is the best candidate for the role and there's obviously a lot may have been learned from previous productions anyway we're going to wrap up now with our third and final film which is Jiu Jitsu you know what I don't understand how the hell are you still alive Been a pretty bad fall. The comet you see in the sky right now passes over the Earth every six years and causes a portal. And when it's open, we get a visitor from a distant galaxy. The poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. The spaceman. He comes here looking for a fight with you. The chosen jujitsu. If he doesn't get it, he stays and he kills everything. That is alien politics 5 through 15. Now you are all the chosen jujitsu fighters. But as long as you die bravely, no one else will have to. Crazy, like me. There's no honor in killing crazy. So, Stephen, what did you think of jujitsu? You may have noticed um, the madness of the cage rage of Nicolas Cage alongside the, the martial artist Tony Jaa. What did that look like to you? It, again, it's, it, it's not my thing. It's, it's an action movie, sci-fi action movie. I, I know. Um, yeah. No, I, um, I don't know what more to say. <laughs> I know Nicolas Cage has a bit of a cult going around him, so I'm sure it'll do well. He's yeah. kind of, I know he's got a whole kind of weird, you know, fan group or some, you know, I know he's odd. Nicolas Cage has got the, a, a strange question because I think you saw um, an episode of Community where it's it like, I think Arbed asked, is Nicolas Cage actually good or is he a bad actor? 
And he seems to do, do, do this thing consistently in his career where he does high-level, high-concept films, and then he does these kind of trashy straight-to-video ones. And it feels like Jiu-Jitsu, to me, Jiu-Jitsu might be one of the trashier collections he's he decided to join up with. He seems like an interesting guy, though. So that I'll give, you know, I'll leave on a positive note. <laughs> and uh, King Don, what, what would you say about your take on uh, jujitsu? It looks incredibly silly. And yeah. I guess how much um, of an enjoyable experience this is to watch probably depends how much you want to indulge Nicolas Cage and also like how unintentionally funny the film is does it reach the real heights of inanity insanity that we know Nicolas Cage is capable of when he really cuts loose in bad films I mean uh, Tony Jaa I think he's there to kind of give some credence to the, the martial arts side because he's been in the series Ong Back 1, 2 and 3 and also Warrior King so he does seem to be a guy who is a genuine martial arts performer in film rather than an actor who's trying out martial arts expression for the sake of film. So it seems like they, they've twinned those two things. But it, do you think this has got more of an appeal to the Southeast Asian market than Western culture or Western markets like UK and US maybe? Hard to say, really. Um, Tony Jaa is a massive star in Asia, deservedly so, because he's a really exciting presence to watch. You know, the Ong Bak films like shook the whole action genre up for everyone to see such kinetic fighting and all the long takes. It was hugely influential. So, I mean, that might go down in Asia very well. Um, but as Stephen said, um, Nicolas Cage is kind of a cult actor and there's definitely uh, an audience for some of his stranger diversions into cult B-movies. And this seems to be one of those. So what's your opinion of this film? Is it, is it worth watching the cinema or giving it a miss or somewhere in the middle, like waiting until it comes out online? I think this is a, a give it a shot on Netflix or what other streaming service it ends up on type of thing. You know, give it, it might turn out to be brilliant in the so bad it's good sense. It might actually turn out to be quite exciting because as I said, Tony Jaa is a genuinely exciting presence. And if there's good fight choreography, it might be worth seeing, you know, good fight choreography with the appropriate amount of self-awareness could equal a film that's worthwhile, but um, it's hard to tell from the trailer, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. You might've just come up with a new category for Netflix of it's so bad. It's good as well. So that would be on the search engines for their algorithm. Um, I was taking a look at it and I, I'm not convinced that this is um, a full-throttle Nicolas Cage film. I think this is him trying to channel his inner Dennis Hopper, from it seems, from um, uh, Apocalypse Now. And I'm not sure if it's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a misfire. So for this occasion, I'm going to say this is an avoid at all costs film. So with Stephen's um, not rec no recommendation, um, it looks like we can bring that down to a no-fly zone for the cage rage. So, um, just to recap, um, we are saying that Free Guy is something where we should wait and watch it online. Uh, June is a watch it at the cinema in a uh, COVID-19 safe-related way, if possible. 
and with our final pick jujitsu we are saying that uh this is in a film that we should avoid uh so uh it just leaves me to say uh thank you uh for participating and getting on this episode so i appreciate you coming back king dog thanks for having me and thank you again Stephen, for your insight and input thank you that was the end of geeks Wet trailer talk if you would like to know more about the series or the podcast feel free to follow us on at gweksweat underscore on twitter or you search geek sweat on instagram or facebook thanks for listening ciao for now bye